You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm just sitting here waiting on some Aaron Rodgers news. What are you guys up to? Let's find out. If you want to call in, 608-501-0718 is the phone number to call. New callers go directly to the front of the line. No new callers today, so we're going to start off with Matt from Virginia. Hey, Ryan. It's uh, Matt from uh, Virginia. What's up? Um, <clears throat> I just want to talk a little bit um, about the Aaron Rodgers situation, basically just give my point of view. So I'm on the Jordan Love train. I'm ready for him to start his career um and but i listened to the podcast or whatever with the Aubrey guy with Aaron and he made a comment about how he only threw uh 26 touchdown passes in his first year with Matt LaFleur and he was considered a game manager and he didn't like that um <clears throat> so I decided to pull up his stats um, for that year, and, uh, well, he threw 26 touchdowns, he's correct, but we had uh, Aaron Jones went for 16 rushing touchdowns on 236 rushing attempts. And then in 2020, you know, when he won his MVP, he went 48 touchdowns, um, only nine rushing touchdowns for Aaron Jones. Uh, running backs, other running backs only had four. And then in 2021, it was 37 touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns for Aaron Jones, um, five from other running backs. And then in 2022, he threw 26. Uh, Aaron Jones only had two rushing touchdowns, um, and uh, other running backs had seven. I think you know where I'm going with that. Um, rushing attempts from those years, 236, 201, 171, 213 for Aaron Jones in 2019. Starting in 2019, I'm sorry. Uh, but what's it's funny is when Aaron was complaining about he was a game manager, uh, his throwing attempts that year was 569, followed by 526, 531, 542. Um, so, and all the thing is like, um, I, I took my son to the Packer Redskins game. Oh, I'm sorry, Commanders. Uh, and one of the things okay. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a coach in high school. And one of the things a recruiter told me, um, last year or a few years ago, was that one thing he likes to do when he comes and watches games is he likes to sit and see the interactions of the athletes on the sideline. Well, in that commander's game, um, Amari Rogers fumbled on the punt and he went to the sideline. He was just sitting there by himself, but there was one player that walked over there and sat next to him and consoled him. And that was Jordan Love. Um, every time the Offense came off the field on negative play or they didn't convert. Uh, the wide receivers went and sat in a group. Aaron Rodgers went and sat with the quarterback group. But every single time I saw, almost every single time, I saw Jordan Love would walk over to the wide receivers and give them encouragement. And that was one of the things I noticed. Um, I'm just ready for um, – I was a Brett – Got caught by the three-minute mark. Uh, Matt's going to continue that in just a second. I um... – 
I'll admit I, I'm not entirely sure where you were going with the first part of that, but um, that is very cool. And I, and I don't know that I've heard anybody say that before, but that is very cool. And that is what I'm hoping for from a leader, you know, as far as, you know, the quarterback position or any others. I honestly thought you were going to say Aaron Jones when he said uh, who, who walked over there and consoled him. Um, but that's that's what you're supposed to do if you're the quarterback. Your job is to motivate your guys. Your job as the, the field general is to lead the troops in whatever way necessary. Yes, part of that means leading by example. You can't scream at guys for doing stuff if you're not going to do it yourself. At least it sure makes it harder. <laughs> Come on, guys, we can do it. <laughs> we can, but can you? But yeah, when guys are down, you pick them up. If guys aren't motivated, you start marching up and down, getting guys like, let's go. We got to get a little energy here. You got to be that guy. So um, I hadn't, I don't think I've heard that, um, but it's, that's very encouraging to hear. And I hope that that continues. And I hope we see a lot more of that. It's especially since he was the backup quarterback. You know, I mean, you could, you could understand a situation where he would kind of sit back and go, I don't know, I don't want to like overstep my bounds and do like Rogers thing or whatever. But um, the fact that he said, I don't care, I'm going to do it anyways is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I know I went over, it's Matt again from Virginia. I know I went over on All the good. first call. I apologize for that. But um, one of the things I was just saying, I was, I, I'm, I was a Brett Favre truther. I, I was pissed when, when they decided to go with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I've gotten older now. I'm much more mature. And I'm just seeing the same, same thing. And you talked about it. You see the same symbols, um, you know, same things that are going on. And, but my other thing too is interesting is, uh, MBS made a comment after the Super Bowl and people got upset with him was that he said, I wanted to go to a place that wanted to win. And I haven't heard a lot of that coming out of the Green Bay Packer organization, um, from, from some of the leaders like Aaron Rodgers. So, while he's on the Aubrey Huff or whatever the guy's name is <clears throat> podcast, Marcus, whatever, talking about um, I won back-to-back MVPs in COVID year because they they dropped my replacement. Well, you can see the decline in play this year, um, not throwing to the open wide receivers, uh, throwing off his back foot, um, missing guys, and then getting frustrated and upset. I, I just think it's time. It's it's time. I'm, I'm just, I don't like the negative <clears throat> attitude because that does infect the team overall. It does that kind of attitude, poor, you know, displeasure, display or whatever to the younger guys. They see that. That's, that's, that's a turnoff for them. So I don't believe every rumor that's coming out of Green Bay, but I do think there's some truth to a lot of stuff that's being uh, leaked out. So, uh, looking forward to your, your, your thoughts or comments on this and, uh, go pack go and appreciate the podcast, man. Keep doing a good job. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because um, I was just talking with my half Mexican lawyer about the whole chip on the shoulder thing. And it, it kind of just hit me. I, I don't I don't want this chip on the shoulder thing anymore. I used to like it like, oh, you don't want to make him mad. But it almost feels like now everything that's been good about Rogers has been about him being angry. And if he doesn't have something to be angry about, he's just a pretty laid back guy. And that's apparently not good for football. I don't know. Like when he got drafted by the Packers, it was all about his chip on his shoulder about the 49ers. And then we hired the 49ers guy and it was all about his, you know, he had resentment about that. And then this resurgence about him winning MVPs because they drafted his replacement and I'll show you. It's like, can you just play good because you're good? Like, do you have to hate somebody to be good at stuff? Do we, does there need to be like this schoolgirl drama in order for you to just be like this awesome football player because look man i mean it's awesome when you're awesome and if we gotta you know run over your dog to get you to play well i mean i guess we could go that route but it'd be great if you were just great because you wanted to be great all the time you know what i mean why is it why do you have to be angry at somebody gotta show the 49ers gotta show gutekunst gotta show the world gotta i don't know I mean, I get that that competitors have that spirit, but that shouldn't be all you have. I was joking to him. It's like, I, you know, I part of me wonders if the guy would have even had an NFL career if the 49ers would have just drafted him number one overall. You know what I mean? If if it just confirmed his belief that he's the greatest and he didn't have a chip on his shoulder, would he have just gone to San Francisco and just been garbage? Probably not. But the point is, I'm just kind of worn out on the on the chip on the shoulder thing. Let's just. Let's just work really hard at something and be good at it. 
because we take pride in it and ourselves and our team and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I'm old school that way. Hey, Ryan. Uh, It's Monday, and I've had a chance to really scour over a lot of the Combine video and want to give my two cents on tight ends because for a long time, Mayer has been mocked in the first round to the Packers. Yep. And after watching all those guys were in their 40s, some guys looked like they really struggled to get it under 4-7. Some guys looked like they were just gliding. Uh, Darnell Washington just looked like a freak. I think he just may have, in my opinion at least, moved up the draft board and Mayer may have dropped down. Mayer looked just like a lineman running the ball. And Darnell Washington looked like a big wide receiver. He just looked very fluid and effortless in his running. Uh, that one-handed catch that he made on the sideline where he twisted up in the air to catch, dude, I'm like, I'm sold. Put him down for first round for me. I think the guy uh, is legit um, in so many ways. And I think Mayer has just moved down on my list way far because I think even uh, a couple guys, uh, Musgrave definitely moved up for me. And maybe even Kincaid, even though they had said that Kincaid kind of had a bad attitude in his interviews. Um, but uh, there are some definitely deep prospects. I think I could see the Packers going uh, definitely on two guys on the draft. And I hope they're high drafts for them. Uh, if it flips on the other side of the coin, I'm definitely all the way on Gonzalez. And definitely all the way on uh, uh, Ringo. Both of those guys are studs. I'm all in for those guys. So that's my two cents for uh, for my summary of what I watched on the combine. I'm out. Yeah, that's what got me the most excited about the the Darnell Washington thing was watching him kind of run the gauntlet and those kinds of things and just how smooth he looked because I really didn't expect it. Guy that size, you just kind of expect him to run like an awkward giraffe and not be able to turn very well or run very well. You know, I mean, he, he, he they have the build-up speed because their legs are as tall as my entire body, but it doesn't look pretty. It looks slow. It looks clunky. The smoothness that he had surprised me. And even that one-handed catch, you know, everybody's just, well, yeah, I mean, okay, he's tall and he has big hands. What do you expect? It's like, yeah, but look at it, though, you know? That didn't look like, you know, picture like an offensive lineman trying to jump and, you know, do a 180 spinning catch two feet down inbound. Like that's, that's a difficult thing to do for a receiver, much less somebody his size. I didn't really expect that. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still sort of of the, of the opinion that we're not only going to miss out on him, but all the top tight ends. I just think that the Packers are not going to take Kincaid or Washington or Mayer at 15, and I think they'll all be gone by the time the Packers pick. That's what I think. So um, I hate that I love these guys. This is one of the, probably the only time ever. Usually we pick at 28, and I want to pick at 15. This year we're picking at 15. I almost wish we were picking at 20, you know, 20 or 24 or something like that, because, ugh. I mean, don't, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, though, who... who <laughs> Who is it? I mean, we might miss out on on the wide receivers if we do that, but, you know, I don't know. The offensive tackles, you know, Skaronsky probably be gone anyways, but, I mean, Broderick Jones could potentially be available around 20 anyways. Jackson Smith and Jigba might be there. Michael Mayer will be there. All these guys are going to be there, though. You still got, you know, Jalen Hyatt, Zay Flowers, Dalton Kincaid, and they all just make more sense later. I feel like 15, you're either reaching on somebody or taking somebody you'd you uh, don't really need or want as much. You know, like you mentioned Gonzalez, which again, I I like him. I think he's a good football player. He's probably more than worth pick 15, but I don't want a corner. (laughs) Kind of iffy on Miles Murphy and all these guys. I don't know, man. 15's weird. So, I mean, this conversation is almost exactly like what we did with Bijan for like a month on this show. It's like, it's not going to happen but it is fun to talk about. And then eventually we all stop talking about Bijan. Now we're switching it over to tight ends all the time. And I feel like I'm in the same boat. It's like, yep, it would be dope for sure. 
Not going to happen, though. I don't know that. I just strongly feel that way. Ryan, it's Brian from Connecticut. Hey. Uh, giving you an update. Hearing the message I left, I guess I did really make it sound like I was actually going to name the baby after uh, a Packer, but no, that's not <laughs> the case. My wife would um, probably leave me right away. That being said, um, wife, baby girl, Rowan is doing, or they are both doing very well. Good. Rowan was one pound, 14 ounces, but um, the doctors so far are really happy with how she is doing and how my wife is doing. But not to make this phone call all about me, I do have one question. Please it make it about quite me. quite a ridiculous question, but uh, knowing how bad Packers are at picking third round uh, picks. Um, maybe they don't believe it. I'm sure they don't believe it as much as the rest of us. But if we just decided to get rid, rid of the third round pick, how far could we move up in the second round? Combining, let's just say we give them our second and our third, how far could we move up? Might only be two spots, might be five or ten, I'm not sure. But, um, and see if that changes our draft strategy at all. But, um, all right. Thanks for all the good wishes. Everything's good here. Uh, call back soon. Bye. Yeah, I'm glad everything's going good. Um, I think we looked at it kind of recently, and it wasn't a ton, but let's look at it again real quick here. So the Packers pick at 45. Let's just say we want to move up in the second round. Um, if we traded away pick 78, uh, actually, no, I was way out. I think I was looking at something else. That gets us to the top of the second round, if not back into the first round. By the strict letter of the law, as far as this trade chart is concerned, we get back into the first round. Um, it would be 650, which would technically be around picks 28 or 29. So that's significant. So, um, you know, obviously if we were to get one of the tight ends, that's how we're going to do it. We're going to trade up. Um, and I think every single Packer fan on planet Earth is completely fine with that, considering our third round track record. Although, you know, the more rational part of my brain acknowledges that that's probably bunk and we shouldn't just get rid of it. It's, you know, a really unfortunate coincidence or whatever we want to call it. But um, I think we've seen enough to at least, you know, just it's one of those things where you, you call it bad juju. And even though you don't believe in juju or even know what the heck that means, you still are comfortable enough to be like, you know what, I'm just going to burn this thing anyways because uh, it's going to make me feel better about my life. So, yeah, according to the uh, strict letter of this trade chart here, it gets us a couple picks in to the first round. Hey, Ryan, it's Brian from Connecticut again. Hey. Just uh, heard Jersey Mike calling. Uh, I won't say how you reference them due to the robot uh, translation, but um, and it made me think about Gutekunst and, and how he's picked up a whole bunch of uh, free agents that we know. Have I thought you were going to chime in about food being from Connecticut, but that's fine. Turned into um, real role players, even all pros. You know, the three ones we always talk about: Campbell, Douglas, and Keyshawn Nixon. And then it made me realize. Uh, another phone call, I can't remember which one of your callers made it uh, a week or two ago, who re talked about, you know, let's stop giving this defense so many first-round picks because they're loaded with it already. Let's just, you know, get some good coaching and actually do some of these first-round picks. Um, the two of those things together made me think of the fact that all of Goody's hits that I can think of have been on defense. Now, obviously, Keyshawn Nixon is defense and special teams, but none of the pickups, um, you know, Randall Cobb, even though it wasn't really him, didn't really do much to give you obviously solid, but not uh, somebody over the top. Uh, none of the tackles that we signed were people we kept more than a year. They filled a role, and that was it. Um, and it really makes me think that we uh, need to draft offense early and often. Uh, I go back and forth whether the biggest needs are tight end, receiver, or tackle. Um, I do think if there's a tackle you love, you have to take that person. Um, but I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on, on Judy's 
offense versus defensive hit rate versus also um, really just letting the defense uh, work the way that it is, uh, obviously adding some depth, but focusing on offense to uh, protect <clears throat> Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers and um, giving them both weapons. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I think ultimately you got to focus on where your needs are. You know, I mean, I, I've been a proponent of, you know, we've invested enough in this defense. We need to start investing in the offense. And then you say, okay, fair enough. Where are the needs? Well, safety and, and edge rusher and, and stuff like that. I mean, there there are offensive needs too, but if you look, it's pretty well balanced as far as where we have needs offensively and defensively. Now, that doesn't, again, necessarily mean you need to expend first and second round picks. You can do, you know, look at the offense where, we don't really have needs. You got fourth round picks. You've got you know second round picks and all different kinds of people from all different places that um, patch together an offense that works. So you can look at it and say, no, we're not doing that. We're investing heavily, as in early in the offense. We're going to get a wide receiver and then a tight end. Then we'll get a safety in the third round, and then we'll get you know what I mean. And just expect it to work, because that's what we've done with the offense this entire time. You invest in defense, do what you can with offense, and just expect it to work because you have Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy or Aaron Rodgers and, and uh, Matt LaFleur or whatever. But again, I, I, I think, well, I, I don't think I know, you don't really go into the draft with a plan like that. You go in and you just get the best players. Because at the end of the day, the best way to win football games, win championships, and all that is to have a team full of good players. And I think we maybe overemphasize what specific positions it needs to be, you know? Yeah, 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 players and all that, but it has to be either safety or wide receiver or I don't want it, you know? Not saying you're saying that. I'm just saying that, you know, when my YouTube channel was just doing mock drafts all the time, it was unbelievable the way people acted. That's why I tend to be a little jaded toward uh, opinions during the draft. You're an idiot if you think they're going to draft anything other than a running back. Like, okay. You don't think they need a running back? Yeah, they. Do. it's the first round. There's a lot of rounds, dude. I'm just going based on value. Don't ever, if you're going to do that, don't ever go based on value. It's stupid. Don't do it. Don't do mock drafts that are going to be consumed for the public that focuses on best player available because you will get ripped to shreds. Always just take the best, the, the the highest need, unless there's absolutely nothing, and then you need to beg and plead and apologize constantly. But yeah, I, I mean, we can we can kind of theorize on on maybe what the best strategy would be, and 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 maybe let's just set aside the best player available and just assume we can say what do we hope happens because it would end up having the best outcome, or however you want to phrase it. Considering we're not making the picks, we can theorize however we want. Uh, without some arrogant know-it-all like me saying, actually, best player available is best. Um, <laughs> but that just kind of brings me back to the beginning. You, you just have to identify what the biggest needs are. And although I, I do agree that we've invested enough and they need to be able to do something, the reality is we've gotten to a point now where safety has just been eviscerated and we don't have any. And that still is one of the biggest needs. So I would love to prioritize offense overall but not necessarily at all costs. And, and if a ability to fix the safety position comes along, we absolutely have to do it because I think it's one of the biggest glaring needs that's going to hold us back um, at this point in time. All right, Ryan, you, want, uh, you wanted to tell a Dagan Knights uh, trivia question. Yes. Uh, so I'll, I'll throw this one, this one up for you. Um, we'll see if- now that you did it, I have to throw in the caveat that I have not seen this movie probably since college, but I watched it 500,000 times. So I should be able to remember a decent amount. You can maybe get a bonus question, you know, to <clears throat> make up for the other score. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Um, so in Talladega Nights, who is the sponsor that takes over Ricky Bobby's windshield? Go, Pat, go. I was going to say Wonder Bread, but that's no, because he, he says, uh, I kind of remember the line. He's like, I cannot see. But they are delicious or something like that. What the heck was that? By the way, can I just say that was brilliant? The fact that they made a movie and just did nothing but 
placements everywhere, like advertised. They they had like Coca Cola and everything else. Um, you look at that feast they had. There was like Domino's pizza and all kinds of stuff everywhere. You know that they all paid to be on there. That's brilliant. They had these companies basically fund the creation of that movie. Um, anyways, <sighs> some kind of a snack. Uh, I don't remember. I know exactly what you're talking about. He wasn't able to see out of his window. Something like a Reese's or something, but I don't think that's it. Reese's. I don't know, man. You friggin', you friggin' got me, all right? <sighs> I suck at this game. Suck so hard. All right, the answer for uh, the bonus question of uh, who the sponsor is for the windshield and Teletagon Ice is, of course, Fig Newton. Fig uh, hope you got that one right. Um, so, yeah, do you want me to do some more trivia? Yeah, bring it on, man. Go. I got to get one someday. You can't stop until I get one right. How does that sound? I did get the dolphin one, I guess, but that feel like I cheated on that one. I, by the way, Fig Newtons are pretty good, man. I like Fig Newtons. Probably because I never really knew what a fig was. I still don't really know what a fig is. I just I just figured Fig Newtons were uh, was the name of this thing that's like a pastry filled with strawberry jelly. What is a fig? All I know is Fig Newtons and something biblical. I'm going to ask the robot what figs taste like. By the way, I got a new robot. I don't know if I told you I got accepted into this Bing thing. I thought everybody did, but I tried to log in on a new computer and it didn't work. But you have to be nice to the Bing robot. I'm always nice to the other robot, but I scolded Bing for getting something wrong. And he's like, I'm ending this conversation. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Freaking pansy. There's no exact uh, food that tastes like figs. Some compare them to honey, raisins, dates, melons, or hazel. I was kind of thinking like raisins a little bit. Kind of got, got a raisin vibe from them. Why is Bing always trying to be my friend too? Like super sensitive and like overly nice, like a salesman. Tell me what figs taste like. Oh, they kind of taste like raisins. Do you like sweet fruits? Excuse me? Why are you asking me follow-up questions? If I have a question, I ask you. You don't ask me questions. I ask you questions. You think I'm a freaking robot? I don't know things. Do you like sweet fruits? That's a weird question to ask me. Am I getting hit on by a robot or what? Does it ask you questions too? Freaking creepo. Do you like sweet fruits? No. Get away from me. Anyways, why don't we take a break? Patreon.com for slash back There's people out there desperately wanting to give me all their money, and they're like, I don't know what he's saying. I want to give him $1,000, but I just, I don't, I never understand what he says. And I'm, and I'm dying. I'm on my deathbed. This is it for me. I guess I'll never be able to give him my inheritance. Millions of dollars. Have to give it to... Peter Bukowski now. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. Check them out, fertilegroundranch.org. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, Packdaddy, it's Jersey Mike again. Hey. Um, just, just listening to your response to me. Uh, yeah, I guess I didn't formulate that question pretty well. Um, I think I was going more after the point of who 
who are some key free agents um, that aren't necessarily being looked at as, as the best that, you know, could come in and, and, and make this team special? I mean, last year, I think that was reporting Keyshawn Nixon. Uh, before that, it was the, I mean, obviously when Goop first came in, it was the acquisition of Amos, uh, Zedarius, and Preston. Um, and that worked out fantastic. And I'd say Preston wasn't like a number one guy. Zedarius definitely wasn't a number one guy. And Amos was, but, you know, people were all about Landon Collins is the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> um, I don't like Landon Collins, as you can tell. Uh, my friend was a Giants fan, and we both hated on him 24-7. <laughs> uh, we always said that that Collins was like an inferior Amos. Um, yeah. Anyway, so so that's what I was thinking on that. But then the question that I asked after that was, you know, uh, basically I'm thinking that we have to see Rodgers dealt before the start of free agency or after the start of free agency um, or at least get some kind of update like the Packers are making a contract restructuring with Rodgers in order to get him traded, and the market is open. Like that—that's kind of the announcement that I'm thinking is coming to the 13th, um, at least. And I was wondering if you concurred on that, or maybe if you have a different thought process. Um, but now I wanted to answer the question that you asked after my question, and that was who. Let me did- uh, let me let me slow this process down a little bit. Um, the the first answer to the first question is a lame answer, but it's the honest answer, and that is I have no idea. And that's kind of what makes it special, is the fact that you never see it coming. There isn't that thing that you can look at and say, oh, that's why he was, I missed that. I should have been able to see it. It's always guys that come out of nowhere. And that's also why when Gutekunst picks somebody up, you just shrug your shoulders and go, well, that pick pickup sucks. And then you think about it and go, oh, wait, I probably shouldn't say that too loudly because he could end up being the best linebacker in football, for example, and um, make Gutekunst look like a genius and me look like an idiot for talking down to him. So I don't know. I have no idea exactly um, who that player could be. That's what characterizes those guys to begin with, is the fact that there is nothing that really leads you to believe that they would be as good as they are. As far as the Rodgers thing, I mean, obviously you asked this, uh, well, 6.42 in the morning, we are... uh, in the well into the afternoon with all the news dropping. I still don't think we're, I mean, for all I know, we could get breaking news any second here, but I'm, I'm kind of starting to get the impression that nothing imminent is happening. Um, in fact, I, I think it's maybe not as likely, but but something that shouldn't be ruled out with this whole situation with them meeting with Rogers out in New York, New Jersey area. And then now, we find out they're flying out to Cali to meet with Rogers. As much as it's likely or possible that they're very close to getting a deal done or working on a deal or whatever, it's also possible that the, the conversation did not go well. You know, in other words, they were trying to hammer it out. They were trying to sell them and Rogers like, I don't really know, man, but I got to get going. And they're like, well, 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 I'll tell you what, why don't we fly out and meet you out in Cali and we can get, continue talking about it. And it's like, yeah, I guess dude, whatever. I don't know. But you know the 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 point is, and I'm I'm even just looking at a tweet now from Ian Rappaport. Aaron Rodgers has always taken his time; wouldn't expect anything soon. Mike Garofolo followed up and said, "Today's Aaron Rodgers Jets meeting definitely feels like part of the process rather than an, an indication of something to come." In other words, this is Rodgers continuing to do what he's been doing this whole time, and that is weigh all his options. And since one of his options is leaving and going to another team, it would make sense that he would fully explore that option just like he's fully explored, um, you know, like with his darkness retreat or whatever, thinking what it would be like to um, be retired and then taking the time to figure out what it would be like to come back to Green Bay and all that stuff. And this is just part of the process. But yeah, I think um, I think there's an expectation that he does something prior to free agency. I guess it's not really a requirement. There are no requirements. He can do whatever he wants. But I, I think that that, I mean, well, I, I, I think... Gutekunst even said that, did he not? Yeah, Matt Schneidman. Gutekunst wants a resolution with Rogers' situation before free agency starts on March 15th. And if you look at it here real quick, if I can pull up the old calendar, apparently I have to do it on this monitor. Um, next Tuesday, because you always assume everything happens on a Tuesday with the McAfee thing, or you know Monday, Tuesday, something like that, um, that would be the 14th. So 
as much as I felt like initially it was going to be a week ago and then felt like something was going to happen this week, I'm already pivoting, although it's still Tuesday and something could happen as early as 30 seconds from now. I'm sort of pivoting to what's probably happening here is that he's going to get the full New York Jets treatment. Then he's going to say, all right, I got it, cool. They're going to fly back, and Rodgers is going to spend the week contemplating, talking to his people, doing his process or whatever, and then um, this will be the week that he officially makes his decision, and then whether or not that becomes... Although, you know, again, the, the biggest difference is I think you have more luxury to release the information whenever you want if the plan is retirement or go back to Green Bay. But if you're going to... I mean. Maybe the Jets are going to be fine if you say, okay, I'm coming, but everybody has to shut their mouth until Tuesday because I want to let Pat McAfee break it or let whoever break it or whatever. That's going to be a weird Tuesday, isn't it? Usually when there's like breaking Aaron Rodgers news, you watch Pat McAfee and it's like, that's my quarterback talking about stuff, you know? He's not, like at that moment, you're going to get the announcement, you're going to watch it and you're going to realize that's the Jets quarterback. Also, it could be really interesting in terms of he's going to feel much more free to open up about the Green Bay Packers, and you know it's not going to be positive. I mean, it might be maybe that first time around, but I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, it, basically, Brian Gutekunst says he expects a resolution um, this week, more or less. I think we would target in the first if we had Rodgers or if we had Love. Um, and I think if we have Rodgers, we're not going tackle. Um, actually, I don't think we're going tackle at all uh, early because I, I kind of like some of the guys we got. I like Zach Tom. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen anything from Rasheed Walker, but there's hopes that he could be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I forget his name. Um, Caleb Jones, maybe. Yeah. Uh, really tall, yeah, yeah. super big left tackle. That all anybody could say about him on the Packers staff was that he would he would run people over. Um, but anyway, back to the, the two first round picks. If Rodgers is there, I'm thinking we go Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, first, or if he's not available, some kind of Quentin Johnson. And if Love is there, it's going to be Darnell Washington or Michael Mayer. At least you get some, you know, run game heavy guys. But yeah, that's my thought process. All right. Go pack, go. Yeah, I appreciate that. The The only question I would have as a follow-up to you um, would be, considering this is a one-year proposition, why not do what's good for Jordan Love regardless? Considering it's going to be, you know, everything good for Rodgers is good for Love, and everything good for Love is good for Rodgers. But you, you definitely wouldn't want to get too Rodgers-specific at any one point in time, Right? if we assume Jordan Love's the guy moving forward, unless we're just saying that Jordan Love is not coming back because he's getting traded and we don't really know what the future is, in which case, yeah, we would just build around Rodgers, I guess, and then see what happens. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No idea. Jersey's got more stuff to talk about here. Hey, Jersey Mike again. Um, Real quick. Hey, this is not going to be quick. I'm never quick. That's fine. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I, again, the safety thing is popping back up into my head. Um, probably haven't talked about it too much. I know guys are talking about it. They've been talking about it all offseason. But what are we going to do to replace Adrian Amos? I think we have the answer, but just nobody wants to admit it. It's Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford is that answer. Rudy Ford is going to be back here. He is going to be starting at strong safety. And who's going to be starting free safety? I think it's going to be Darnell Savage. But it's going to be Darnell Savage with Somebody else vying for that spot. Or, hear me out, somebody believes in Tariq Carpenter. I, I don't know what it is, but going back and watching Tariq Carpenter last year on special teams, he did pretty fantastic um, as a special teams guy. And there's no reason to say he couldn't be a good safety. He has all the measurables. So so maybe I'm even wrong that Rudy Ford is going to strong safety because you saw him play a lot of free safety last year. Maybe it's Rudy Ford at free safety and, and Tariq Carpenter at strong safety. And maybe none of us have any freaking clue about what's going on at safety. But I quite frankly do not think we're going after Brian Branch. Um, maybe, maybe we do a, a deal to re-sign Amos. I, I really hope we re-sign Amos. Um, I hope they're letting him test the market, see what he's worth, and then being like, hey, Amos, we'll, we'll pay you that same amount. Um, 
Because Amos Amos is a captain on that defense for a reason. Amos is a, is a leader. I really like Amos. Um, I know that Jair was pissed that Amos got the uh, captain nod over him, but here's the deal. Amos is a hard hitter. He's there almost every freaking week. I like his attitude about everything. He's no nonsense. Um, he's definitely the kind of guy that, you know, when he hits somebody and he hits them hard, it changes the course of the game um, because people just feed off of his energy. So maybe we're all wrong. So, again, I think if he, we, we have the safeties on our roster, and I think the only thing that we do is either pick up depth pieces or or find – well, yeah, that's it. We're going to pick up depth pieces. Yeah, so uh, longer take for not sure – not – or for a short take. Anyway, go back go. Yeah, I think Rudy Ford, if the Packers retain Rudy Ford, um, I kind of see him as as if we were trying not to be, because Amos wasn't super good last year, but I don't know that he's an elite replacement for a really good player. That is to say, he kind of sets a floor for you, Rudy Ford does, to where maybe you don't need to panic. But you still have to look at Savage and go, I don't know what we have there. So we have like one and a half safeties, maybe. Maybe we have .75 safeties between the two. But um, I don't think either one of them inspires a ton of confidence. And either way, um, you're looking to replace, I think, both of them. I, I and and I don't mean to be disrespectful to Rudy Ford, but I don't think there's ever a point when you would look at Rudy Ford and say we're good there. We don't need to upgrade. You might not be desperate to upgrade, but if you know an elite safety of some kind comes along in the draft, which I don't think they have one in this class, and you could say branch if you want, but I don't think there is one. Um, I don't think you would pass on him because of a guy like Rudy Ford. You know what I mean? I think Rudy Ford is sort of a um trying to think of a I don't want to say Kingsley and Igbari because it's going to upset a lot of people but that's that's what gets is getting stuck in my brain right like Rashawn Gary went down it's fine we got Kingsley and Igbari no that's not the right take I'm glad we got him because it sets a floor to where it's like well at least it's not horrible it's not to the level where it's like we just don't have pass rushers anymore right we got Preston and nothing but I'm not looking at it and saying, okay, we're fine. No, we're we're stabilized, but really need something. So, yeah, I mean, it, Ford, if we do decide to bring him back, gives you a little bit of peace of mind, but not very much, I wouldn't think. Could be wrong. Maybe they'll love him. Hey, <clears throat> hey Ryan. Hey. It's uh, Trucker Bob. Trucker Bob. Checking in with you. Enjoyed your show the last couple of days. Thank you. Uh, anyways, uh, my wife and I went out yesterday and got our hazmat recertification. Every four years, we wow. have to renew our hazmat endorsement on our CDL license. Fair enough. Um, we're tested and fingerprinted. Thank goodness. And now we can haul six different classification of explosives, <laughs> corrosive materials, okay. gases, both poisonous and explosive, combustible okay. materials, and other types of hazards. Be careful out there. I keep seeing on the news every other day a truck like the ones that you carry tipped over and a town having to be evacuated. This materials, including my favorite, radioactive materials and nuclear bombs. Hey, <laughs> well, you can transport nukes? How much do you get paid to do that? Do you get like a hundred grand? Do they give you like a hundred grand and an escort that is 60 miles long? with helicopters flying above you. And they're like, look, you just got to drive this like 50 miles and we'll give you a hundred grand. It's probably not that crazy, but that's got to be a lot of money to transport a nuke, I would think. Well, reality is we don't do the real specialized stuff. We do stuff like bleach and fertilizers and automotive products and cleaning. Products. It's probably the military that transports a nuke, but I'm just saying that'd be pretty sweet products as mainly if we ever haul hazardous materials that's what we do anyways i want to get on a discussion of favorite superheroes and just throw my hat in the ring Let's my do this. favorite two were spider-man yep and thor i love the guy with the hammer uh, some guy who has a disability is able to slam his cane on the ground and turn into a superhero i i love that guy what happened and then on my last what 
What about the what? See, I, I'll be honest. I don't know anything about Thor. The first real introduction to Thor, not that I, I mean, I knew he was out there, but um, was the the whole Marvel thing. And Thor is pretty dope. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm not sure I understand the Kane cripple thing. But um, that's that. Yeah, that's cool. Thing. Uh, I would like to make a suggestion for something you can do during the off season. That's sure. Interview retired Packers. You could do the famous and not so famous. Like yeah. the interview guy that didn't even make the cut. What did he do with their lives after they didn't make the football team? I thought that would be something you might want to do once a week between now and the beginning of the season during the slow time. Anyway, those are my suggestions. Thank you. And enjoy your show. Yeah, that would be a pretty good thing. I don't I don't know if it's the best thing in the world for me personally, just because that's not my greatest format. I know I, I felt really bad about it. At one point, there was a former Packer player. I think he he's the guy that caught Brett Favre's first touchdown or something. I can't exactly remember, but he was going to come on the show. Everything was all good to go. Somebody, a uh, listener had talked him into it and talked to him, said, yeah, you know, I'll put in a word for you, whatever. And um, I think I reached out. He said, yep, I'll do it. And um, I forget exactly. It's just one of those things where it dragged on for so long. Like, you know, what days work for you? Well, I can do what. Okay, well, let me see. You know, how does this work? Or, you know, it just it it took such a long time. I think you just got to the point where he's like, I'm I'm tired of answering your questions. I'm done. And honestly, every single time that happens, I'm relieved. Every single time. Like, I, I get this momentary like, oh, man, I should ask so-and-so on my show. And then I ask them. And then if they ever back out, it's like, oh, thank you. Really didn't want to have to do that because it does get to be a lot, you know. Like, what what days work for you? Well, you know, I'm, I don't know what works for you. Like, pretty much any time. Okay, well, how about? Oh, I don't know about that. Well, let's see about next week. Okay, and next, and then next week rolls around and I forget, and it's like, oh hey, remember we talked? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just this back and forth that just takes forever. And everybody always wants to schedule stuff. I, I don't get like I, I want to have a conversation right now. Like, oh yeah, could we? Could we? Uh, let's talk about it like next week Tuesday. Can we have like a formal meeting in seven days? I'll give you a call. Like, why do we have to do that? I'm talking to you right now. What do you want to do? Every time I try to do anything with anybody, it's always, hey, how about, uh, how about this Saturday we, we do a call? What time works for you? Nothing is going to work. Nothing is going to work, okay? I'm busy. You're busy. We're both busy. It's gonna, we're we're going to have to book this out in, in six months by the time we find something that works for the both of us. Between this and all the cancellations, why don't we just talk right now? I don't know what that is. It's weird. Let's figure out a time we can hop on a call. No, no, let's not. We don't need to hop on a call. Just talk to me. We can have 600,000 words worth of conversation between now and this Saturday, if you so choose. I don't know what's going to happen so magically through the telephone. I wonder if people do that just because they don't want it to work out. You know, kind of like we should get together sometime. Oh, yeah, we should definitely get together sometime. We could do it today if we really wanted to. We don't want to. That's why we're going to do something sometime and then don't end up actually doing anything. <sighs> but anyways, yeah, that didn't work out. Um, I even reached out to some people recently about possibly coming on the show, and I, I just thought about it, and I was like, should I follow up with them? Because I know they're not going to follow up with me. And if I just let it go, it'll just be gone. But if I want to do something later... That's going to be like two separate times now. You know, it's one of the, you go back into the DMs and want to reach out and then you see like you've done this twice already. So then you just kind of back away like, yeah. So if, if, if I don't follow through this time, probably can't ask anymore, but probably shouldn't ask anymore, you know? So yeah, I, I appreciate the recommendation. I just, I just, I hate that whole process. I mean, it can be tough sometimes just coming down here and getting everything all set up and everything. Adding another human being, that's why people sometimes are like, oh man, I can't believe you do a podcast by yourself. Like, I could never do that. Like, really? This is way easier than having to coordinate with somebody else. Working around somebody else's schedule. I get to do this, you know, if there's something going on, I push it back an hour and move it up an hour. Skip a day. Do two this day because I got a little extra time. I can do whatever I want. If I had to do this with somebody else, you'd never hear this podcast. All right, let's, uh, let's do one more. I see a, a swear-laden... Uh, Nate call. We haven't had one of those in quite a while, and it's going to take me a while to go back and edit all this. So let's just end on a high note. Hey, I've uh, I've decided that yep. if we don't get an answer from Aaron Rodgers uh, today on the Pat McAfee show because he's drugged out way too long already, yep, uh, I'm going to learn witchcraft. 
uh, and I'm going to talk with Giselle okay. or uh, or somebody who knows her and see whatever hex or curse she put on Tom Brady to make him look and play like this last year. Yeah. And I'm just going to do that every single day until he leaves this team because I I can't do it anymore. Just taking way too long. Make a fucking choice, man. You're almost 40 fucking years old. Cooking a fucking child. Go back go. Appreciate that, Nate. Well, at least we know what Nate's up to. Did you call again? I'm just curious if you gave us like an update on the witchcraft. Um, he has not. I hope you call us soon. Per- first of all, just to check in and make sure that you're doing okay. Um, you know, partially because you seem upset, but mostly because I, I know those potions and spells can be a little tricky, and I would hate to find out that you exploded or whatever. It's mostly like dead animals in a giant cauldron, so I don't think there's anything super explosive that goes in there, although it's constantly bubbling and green, so I'm quite positive. The only thing I could think of that would be green would be nuclear waste. But if it works, it works. You know, you got to do what you got to do. I understand that. But as you can, uh, as you know, not only did he not announce anything on Pat McAfee, he wasn't even on Pat McAfee, which is always annoying because I wish... And I know he's not going to do this, but I wish at the beginning of the show he would just say, Rogers isn't coming on today, just so you know. Because I spend way too much time watching that show, and I really don't want to. It's nothing against him. I just don't find it massively interesting. It's fine. I mean, it's just, I mean, just NFL shows in general, I don't watch them. I I, I cover the Packers. I don't need to listen to, I mean, if I was forced to watch an NFL show, it'd probably be that one. They're fun guys. They have fun guests. But I'm looking for, like, real short five-minute hot takes on Aaron Rodgers that I can take and clip and put on my podcast. That's it. I'm I'm not like consuming NFL news just for the fun of it. I have to do it for the podcast. Quite honestly, you get kind of burned out on it after a while, but I just, I need what I need and I don't want anything else. And I'm watching this thing and I'm watching it and I'm watching it and I'm watching it. And then finally, you finally get to the part where Rodgers comes out and the only thing you get is, well, apparently Rodgers is coming on today. I didn't know that. He never told me that, which is like his... Every week that Rodgers isn't on, this is how he announces he's not coming on. I don't know. It's it's his shtick, I guess. Did you guys know he's coming on? I didn't know he was coming on. <laughs> but uh, no announcement was made, and I'm checking the Twitters, although I'm quite positive nothing is going to happen today. Um, there's also still that kind of, like, jolt when you realize, like, oh, I haven't checked Twitter in a while. What if, and you just look to see if there's like 75 notifications and 16 different DMs. As soon as I said, that's that's how I'm going to know. I'm going to wake up and see a billion notifications and a bunch of DMs and be like, dang, dude, he got traded or what? That's wild. But anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. You guys have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.